It's a serious question. Okay. Why has it taken this long to have a risk management program really anywhere? At the, at the University of Akron? There's just not many. There's just not many, right? State of Ohio. Um, there's now 10. Okay. Uh, in 2010, 2011, there were none. And then the first one launched in 2011. It feels crazy. Yeah, it's, it's grown. Yeah. Huge. And most of it grew because the industry identified the issue. I'm not, I won't say the universities yeah. did. The industry brought really? the issue to the universities and said, we need help. We have a demand. We need students. We need them educated. So build some programs. Um, yeah. Akron identified that they wanted to start the program, I want to say around 2012. Okay. They went, um, you know, a lot of internal discussion, exactly what should that be, how should it look. They went on the market in 2013 to look for faculty to teach it. Uh, it is a specialized degree. Uh, and I mean, there aren't a lot of, there aren't a lot of PhD programs in risk management insurance. Yeah. So in order to get faculty with that specialty, it takes a little bit of search time. They hired, actually hired me in the fall of 2013 to start in the fall of 2014. It's a one year hiring process in, in academics. We always hire a year in advance. And so they brought me in in 2014 and it was my first academic job. Um, because I had spent 24 years in the insurance industry in Wisconsin before I decided to go get my PhD. So this is my first academic job coming out. What did you do in Wisconsin? Um, I worked both on the agency side. I started in the independent agency system, then I went over to the captive, and then I went into corporate. So I spent about 10 years in agency and 14 years in corporate. Independent to captive. I don't see that direction happen very often. Um. Yeah, It was. I started in the independent side. In, in a very small agency in my yeah. local hometown. And then I ended up moving to a different town and that was the position that came available, was in a captive agency and so I started there yeah. and stayed with them for a few years and then I moved into the corporate setting. So, um, But coming to Akron, they were nice enough to give me about a year to acclimate myself not only to Akron, but also to academics. Because uh, it's different than corporate. Yeah. And so after about a year, during that time, I also started looking at all of the RMI programs from across the country and said, what do we want ours to look like? What are other schools doing? What should we, what should we look like? And so we uh, looked at 28 different programs, looked at their curriculum, what are they doing, what are they, how are they aligning their coursework, and we built what we thought we needed to do at least to launch the program. What, what was the minimum we needed to do to get a good viable program launched? And then we started all the academic changes we needed to do, all the course requirements. We had a, a lot of different steps to get them approved through the university. Um, and so we started that in 2015 with a plan to launch in 2017 in the fall. Wow. And so, so you, it's a good you know, four or five year process before you're actually going to get your first student in the classroom. I think if you want to do it right, it yeah. is. Some schools will launch a program and then try to find the students to build for the program. Yeah. We started talking about the program in 2014, so we were advertising and building interest in the program all along. And I think that's why when we launched our program, we started with momentum where some schools will launch a program and then try to get the momentum and it takes them a while and then you get yeah. discouraged because you're not getting, we had already put that groundwork in place. So when we could launch, you know, we launched with some nice momentum. And that momentum is sitting right next to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
So we started um, probably with about four majors, declaring almost right out of the gate. Um, we had our first four graduates in May. Nash is one of them, so he's one of our success early success stories. So pretty excited, you know. Nash, why insurance, man? Why not? All right, fair enough. Uh, well, like I said, it was. Just believe it or not, believe it or not, this is not the first destination for people. So there, we, there's a lot of discussion in the industry of like, how do we get people like you right. to like think it's like a real thing and worthwhile doing. So well, even for me, it was an accident. Even though it was my first destination, it was an accident, like everybody else. All right, well, you fit right in because that's about how everyone else got. Yeah, I know. We saw that at all the yeah. all the uh, conferences and stuff we went to. Every person that spoke like didn't want to, but it ended up happening. Yeah. So what was the accident? So what was your accident story? How did you accidentally um, find your way into an insurance major? So, so I started corporate finance 2015. Um, after the first semester, I knew that I could get out in three years, so it was a possibility. So I started meeting my advisor a lot, probably once once a semester, and sometimes a couple times a semester. And then pretty much by the start of my second year, I said. I made, made her tell me that there's a possibility and that we should get it done. And so um, we said, okay, we wrote out the next four semesters or whatever to finish in three years with a yeah. corporate finance degree. And then the next time I came in, I was like, I know we got the next couple years planned out, but I want to double check, make sure she was new. So I was like, I don't know how right she's going to be, you know, with planning two years of a, uh, rushing this thing. So I kept checking in and the next semester, She's like, oh, what about the risk management insurance? And I was like, yeah, that doesn't look pretty good on a piece of paper. And she's like, well, go talk to Dr. Biscoe and see what you think. And she's like, you can do it in four classes or less. So I was like, okay. And I said, can I still get done in three years? Because I'm not pushing it back. <laughs> yeah. Trying to save some money. So I went and talked to her and I was sold before I left. We probably sat for an hour. What was the sales pitch? The industry sells itself. The biggest challenge is getting the students to listen. Um, you know, a part of it is what 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 can they do with the degree? Yeah. The different avenues. The way we set up our program is um, it's not just insurance studies. It's risk management and insurance. And so we gear it not only to insurance side but also to the risk management aspect. So we place students in risk consulting firms corporate risk departments and so there's a lot of different areas that yeah. students can take that degree that's the and, part that sold me actually the risk and it, management part beyond insurance yeah well it supplements right it supplements financial management if you think yeah. about it it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what your degree is which is really my pitch to anybody i don't care if you're a nursing student i don't care if you're an engineering student accounting you tell me a business that isn't focused on some aspect of risk cyber risk financial risk, you know, property and cash, and it doesn't property, yeah. matter, right? And so understanding what that entails, it, it's a no-lose. You can't, you can't lose getting a risk management degree in conjunction with whatever your interest is. I like that. I'm sold. I mean, I've been doing it for a while. But... Go enroll. Yeah. We have a certificate program. We'll take you. <laughs> go, go back and get a nice piece of paper. There you go. Yeah, they didn't have risk management. When I was in college, for sure. I mean, I'm just fascinated that, you know, there's finally something that gets somebody 
kind of a head start in the industry, right? You know, I mean, basically all you usually had was your licensing test to say, hey, learn these things that you're not going to know or use in like well, five... Plus it, plus it made the license test easy for me. Did it? Because I already knew the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I read through the book maybe one time each yeah. license and went and took it. So our classes, the way we have our classes set up, our property casualty and our life and health class are pre-approved through the state for pre-licensing education. Oh, okay. So students that take the class and come to class and do the work get credit hours for... So they don't have to do the whole... They so they can just walk in and take the test. Correct. That's a good deal. Yeah. I mean, they get six months after they graduate to take or after they finish the course to take it. But they also have opportunity to earn some designations, which Nash took advantage of. So the, the National Alliance for Insurance Education has the CIC, Certified Insurance Counselor designation. And the way that they do it is they've teamed up with universities since about 2008. And they allow students to earn credit towards the CIC designation. So we have all the core curriculum required of the College of Business and we're located in the finance department. So we already have all the rigor that's part of a finance department, yep. including two semesters of business analytics, investments, um, you know, both corporate finance. So we have a lot of yep. rigor in those courses. And then you add on top of that the four insurance courses for the degree. Do you ever think it'll get like as detailed as like maybe letting them walk out with a specialization in maybe commercial lines of like maybe even a specific niche of a commercial you know business uh, or like a personal I mean is it, like, do you think you can get that detailed or is that maybe too much I think I think with the limited faculty we have right yeah, now I mean, just, I'm not, I mean not like in general for eventually, I'm saying like if you if you being the person teaching the four classes like having a feel for the program like do you think it's possible to say hey let's expose them to personal lines commercial all the things and then say hey do you want to drill down maybe in year three or four and really focus in on we're hoping I guess a, a couple of things to address. First of all, we'd like to offer some other options so it's not so set in stone where they can take maybe a specialty in excess surplus lines or well, you know and, and, and more advanced yeah. contracts course if they want to go down that route. Or so so we want to do that. As yeah. to picking one and kind of focusing just on that. We thought about a lot of that when we were building the program to start with. The problem is, and no offense, but without getting into the industry, a lot of times people don't know exactly what they want yeah. to do. Yeah. You know, and so giving them that strong foundation in all three, they don't have to pick one specific and then find out that's not what they want to do, and now they don't have a base to go somewhere else. And so they kind of got to learn that from the from the ground up. So we really wanted to keep it a strong base but we'd like to build some options in our electives because right now we have sales as an elective if you want to go into the sales aspect we have actuarial science courses as electives so they can kind of go in that direction so we want to build the next two courses we're thinking about doing um, we're going to offer hopefully offer a specialized business analytics course instead of just the two general that we have for all finance students we want to offer um, the cpcu finance course as a, as a specialty course, students can select if they want to. And then also, um, there's a third one, uh, excess surplus lines type of a course. We have a lot of students that seem to be interested in looking further into that aspect. So those are the courses we're looking at now to kind of expand the offerings. Um, we already have one CBCU course 
on the books, our insurance operations class, if students get a B in that, they get to waive the CPCU insurance operations course. And then if we do the finance course, which everybody knows is the hardest of the CPCU courses, um, if we get that approved through the institute, students will be able to waive that course. I can so. really feel bad for not being like 10 years younger at this point. Yeah, I know. Really feeling like I missed out. When I went for my undergraduate, degree. I was already in the insurance industry, so I was an adult learner. I did my undergrad slowly over time, so it took me about 12 years to get my four-year degree. And while I was working on that, I was already very much involved in the insurance industry, and so I, didn't, I knew that's what I wanted. And my university didn't offer an insurance degree, and so I was kind of going to go with just a general business degree. And so I worked through all the insurance courses that they offered, and when I got done, they're like, oh, you know, you really only got to take one more class to get a finance degree. We don't have RMI, but you can get this finance degree, and that way it's just not a general business degree. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Sounds great. like me, but the other way around. Yeah, and, but what was funny is I didn't like the finance class that I had to take. I hated it the whole way through, and now I teach it. It's the principles of one of the principles. And, and so now it makes more sense well, that, that it did. I can, you know, where do, how does this fit into that, blows, you know, that, that class blows everybody's mind, especially not finance students, but they have to take it because it's in the core. It blows their mind. It's like the hardest class. So now, Nash, you're what, like two months in, three months in? One month? One month? Uh, time flies, right? Yeah. Um, how are you feeling with everything that you've learned? How is it mapping to what you're doing? How is your interest like in like actually getting into it? Like what is, is it like what you thought it would be? Like, well, this is like way different. Um, I'll you can say, pretend she's not here. You can pretend she's not here. <laughs> no, I'll say um, I think it prepared me well to to uh, you know for to start in the agency. Um, I think. I and everyone around kind of noticed that there was one less hurdle that I had to get over to kind of get acclimated to be in there. So, you know, usually, and in the past, you got to teach the person what insurance is first. Yeah. So that was one less thing I had to do because I already knew it. So then I just had to learn the system and all that stuff. So I'm working through that part of it. I can focus more on doing that. I tell students, because I have students who will call, call me and they'll be like, I started this internship over the summer and I realized how much I don't know. Sure. And I was like, get used to that in this industry. It's what made me love the industry sure. is that it's always changing. You know, if you want something that never changes and that you take this and put it in here and take this, then work in a factory, right? Yeah. If you want something that's going to challenge you and keep you wanting to learn more and more, this is the industry for you. And so I'm like, get used to that feeling that there's always something else to learn. You can't they, uh, go in and know it. They've been having me research certain coverages and stuff if we if they don't know or aren't sure or whatever. Um, like we went on a visit, I mean, Pat and I went on a visit and uh, they had some employees working in different states and we were talking about workers' comp. We're like, well, you know, here's this. And so um, they were asking some questions about these the telecommuters, you know, working from home and what happens if they trip on a cord or this or that. And we were like, uh, we'll get back to you. So I went back and looked it up and found a nice article and sent it to Pat. It, it was helpful for him. So One of the things that we do um, at the University of Akron right now is we have what's called a risk manager residence program. And it's through the Spencer Education Foundation, which is an organization that helps universities 
address risk management insurance. And so we apply for a grant. And then if we're awarded the grant, they vet corporate risk managers from across the country. And then we get to pick from those risk managers. And we have them come to the university for about somewhere between a day and a half to two and a half days. And they meet with the classes. Um, who did you get to hear? Speak? I heard Lance Ewing like four times. Oh, yeah. Because I was in all your classes. We, we bombard them. Um, but did you hear uh, Aramark speak? Yes, I heard her in 301. So we've had, thank you. So we've had Aramark, uh, the risk manager at Aramark. We had Timmy's, the risk manager for Walt Disney uh-huh. on campus. We had David Williams from California Pizza Kitchen, Lance Ewing from Hot Holdings. Um, this semester, this fall, we're having Pam Rogers. She is the risk manager for Estee Lauder. She also has previous experience. She was a risk manager at Weight Watchers. She was a risk manager at Target stores. So she has a lot of risk management background. And for some of the students, it's the first time they're hearing that part of the industry. It's coming from somebody who really focuses not just on the insurance side, but on risk management and how it can impact an industry. So we're excited. I know some of of the students because we had that program before we actually launched our risk management insurance program. And so we were placing students in risk management roles because of those presentations before we ever had a degree program. You know, and it's the thing that I was talking to Agent yesterday about this. Um, You know, we... (laughs) We like, to, we like to tell ourselves we're like a service business, a service industry, but I mean, honestly, like any agent that I've ever met, like the thing that they are the best at and usually most passionate about is the risk management, right? It's like, this is what you need to do not to have this bad thing happen. It's interesting why we kind of talk ourselves out of like the thing that we're really good at, but it's... it's well, plus then it turn, usually is reflected on their policies the next year, whatever, the premium might go down or yeah. whatever, so... It was a circle, I guess. I was actually at a conference with a bunch of academics from schools that offer some form of education in risk management and or insurance. And one of the discussions is it's always hard to get the students in the class the first time. You've got to get them to hear the opportunities. The industry will sell itself once they sit and listen to what's available. And one of the challenges that some of the schools are having that call themselves just insurance studies is insurance always has that negative, you know, it's always the joke on the movies, your parents complain when they got to pay their premiums, and that's what kids know. And so one of the things that's important to a lot of schools is to focus at least for them to understand the risk management ethic. Insurance is a small piece of risk management. It's what it is. Um, It's a way to transfer risk. And so to omit the risk management perspective is skipping a large part of what even insurance professionals do. So you, you, I think naming something insurance or insurance studies or insurance degree, you're missing you're missing yeah you're missing a big chunk of what what the industry they may be teaching risk management but they don't may not include it in their in what they're titling their degree I think it's I think they're missing it a little bit.